0: Hello and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Collaborative Leaders podcast. Today we are sponsored by Whitworth's Masters in Administrative and Nonprofit Leadership. This program can equip you with the skills to manage personnel, lead with integrity and commitment, and deliver positive change to those around you. This program is ideal for anyone interested in a career advancement within their current organization leadership in nonprofits and higher education administration. To get more information, visit whitworth.edu.
1: Hello, Spokane. This is the Collaborative Leaders Podcast. I'm here joined with Ian, Duke, and Grace. We're going to go ahead and talk about cocky versus confident in leadership and what, uh, what's the difference there and where the fine line is. Um, I'll begin here by throwing it out to, to, the, to the panel here. Um, that cocky leaders have taken away their receptive ear to grow and learn and be able to um, positively influence those around them versus a confident leader who is confident in their direction of leadership and know that they still need to learn and grow as a person to maintain that status of being an effective and um, positive leader. Turn it over here to Duke on his portion there. Yeah, I think with with
2: this topic, um, first I think it's good to indicate that there obviously is a difference between the two, um, because if we didn't think there was a difference, um, well, I think the, the biggest thing is I think those two are easily associated with one another, um, and they can sometimes get misconstrued, mis- misconstrued mm-hmm. misinterpreted. Um, and because they do share similarities, I think that's why um some of this like so that characteristic can get um, misinterpreted um, but I think the best you know way that i I think about this is maybe who who do I think is a confident leader, and who do I think is a cocky leader or an example um, so I think uh a confident leader um we've talked about him on this podcast before, but I do think. That Russell Wilson is a is a confident leader. Um, Absolutely, I think he believes in himself. Um, but again, I think confidence doesn't necessarily mean that the focus is all on on you as the individual, which I think um, maybe cocky leaders or maybe example of a cocky player would be uh, maybe Chad Ochocinco back in the day where. Everything that he did was almost about him and his brand. It was changing his name and um, what celebration can I do? Um, But at the same time, Chad Cinco had influence on his teammates. Um, A lot of people would probably say, um, you know, you don't know if you're in the inside of the locker room, but probably that he was a good teammate or that they enjoyed playing with him. Uh, But from an outsider's perspective, um, it did seem like, he leaned more on that cocky versus versus confidence side, more on the cocky side. But.
1: Absolutely. Um I think with you know mentioning Chad Ochocinco and just his accomplishments on the field and off the field, I mean, he was an inspiration with his swagger off and on the field. And that, you know, translated, I mean, you know, we could be all wrong about this, but you know, from i the popular view it seemed very cocky because it was so self centered and it's pretty much, I think, tiptoed on the line of arrogant uh, just because I felt there was a, a lack of um, willing to be receptive to more coaching. I think there was a couple of things, um, coaches and other staff, that he was kind of like a brick wall. Um, he thought he had it all down and just wasn't willing to kind of adapt his game and whatnot and that had a little detriment there later in his career. Um, we'll move it over there to, to Grace on cocky versus confidence and what that means with her over there.
0: When I think about this, I think kind of confidence is, um, more of like an internal, like knowing that you're good at something. You don't need to like brag about it and cocky comes off more as something that like you feel like you have to show people because you don't actually believe in yourself. Like that's a little like something that how I view it in my head, um, the person I think of when I think of confident versus like a cocky leader is actually from The Last Chance You, Jason Brown, the coach. He always would be like talking about how good he used to be and like all this stuff and like was cocky, but yet he like I oh don't know, didn't have Living
1: that. In his old, old glory days yeah. and not, you know yeah. He was belitt- belittle his players a lot and put himself on a pedestal when it should be flipped away around, it should be empowering. A lot of these youth who obviously are coming to this JUCO community college in the middle of nowhere where, you know, D1 stars at one point had all the notoriety, and now they've, you know, been shot in the pride big time, and you just keep on throwing them down, you're not going to get the best out of uh, those players. And I think Duke and Ian can definitely go with that, with, you know, uplifting your players when they're down instead of just putting them down because then you're just going to, you know, be talking to a wall at that point. Um, We'll go over to, to Ian there.
3: Yeah, there's, there's a lot to dig into with these, and I think there's a couple different ways that you can look at it. Um, you know, one is the outward perception of the the me versus we thing. Um, and but re- in reality, in, in my opinion, I think you know confidence and cockiness can really be the same thing in a lot of ways. But what separates the two for me is um, kind of the preparation leading up to it and how it influences their decisions after that point mm-hmm. um you know, like going back to chad ochocinco um you know a good a good buddy of duke and i's um is his his uncle is is mike riley and mike riley coached chad ochocinco wow. at oregon state um and heard I I've heard nothing but good things about about Chad um with with that I would almost argue um I'd almost make the argument and maybe you guys would disagree with me that Chad O'Tosinko was was not a cocky player but a confident player because the things that he did to earn that confidence, to earn that platform, um, you know, I think he earned the right to say the things that he said to behave the way that he did. And once he Got to that that level, you know. He never really arrived. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was the best, but he wasn't, you know, at at the level that he thought that he could be at. Um, and and I really respect that about guys. Um, I I do see though that it can, you know, certain guys portray it, portray confidence in different ways than others, and it can definitely um, rub people the wrong way. But. I think that's the biggest thing is how does how does your level of conf- confidence impact the decisions you make in terms of improving, and and, and just your preparation, you know, the idea of, you know, I I haven't arrived. I can always be
1: better, but I'm confident in my abilities right now. Mm-hmm. Type thing. Do you think uh, Chad had an over inflated ego, or or he was basically walking, walking the walk and. Earned all that.
3: Yeah, I think in some ways you could definitely argue that he had an overinflated ego. But I think too, same thing. Like, it's one thing to do it in the eye of the media, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think his teammates probably liked him. You know, you see interactions like between. Plug in the locker room. Yeah. yeah, and you see interactions between him and uh, his quarterback Carson Palmer with in Cincinnati and. They have a great relationship. They still hang out to this day, and you hear stories of, and it's kind of funny stuff. Like you said, maybe a, a spark plug in the locker room just brings a different level of energy. Um, you know, Marvin Lewis used to talk about uh, he would get calls from Chad Ochocinco at two, three in the morning. I'm open. Yeah, I'm open, and you just hang up the phone, <laughs> 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 stuff like I that. that. Um, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. It's there's. I'm sure there's some guys that didn't like him,
1: but. Um, it I could think... be insecurity too at the same point a lot of people they see the confidence sure and they look inwards at themselves like you know I want to be that be that person I want to be that open and expressive um, but just like uh, unfortunately I think a lot of things nowadays is people um, who see someone successful and you know see the confidence they misconstrue it to make them feel better about themselves yeah. so we get a lot of negative narratives this person this way this person that way because, truly, that person in themselves is insecure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's really considered, now, especially with um, social media and how, you know, a lot of the athletes portray, you know, they look at their highlights. I mean, I, I look at DK, very built guy, great guy, and he is, you know, the best, I want to argue the best receiver in the league right now. And, you know, he's putting whatever caption he wants on or whatever, and he's he's confident, you know, and that leads to... If you believe in yourself, you're going to have good games. I feel like yeah, I believe in manif- manifestation of that. Yeah. A lot of people see that as like, oh, you know, they, they, they want to bring up your bad things to kind of put dirt on you, to kind of take out your shine. Uh, so I think proceeding with a lens, I'm trying to get as proceed with a lens when looking at and evaluating somebody, uh, you know, give them praise. I think a lot of people, you know, you have to you have to be kind of, as they say, um, I don't know brown nosing or some sort of, um, I I idolizing somebody excessively. Just you know, give them credit where credit is due. And then look at yourself and evaluate and stay within yourself and just go from there instead of just trying to critique and take people apart, especially someone who's a celebrity who you don't have the full story. Um, and maybe another portion here too, as well is. Um, does maybe excess, uh, you know, posting on social media um, about your accomplishments, is that confidence or cocky? It's kind of a question to the board there. That's
3: that's really hard because, again, I think it goes back to you have to understand the indivi- individual's intentions, you know, because there's a lot of different things that you can accomplish through posting to social media and, you know, um. Yeah, I think it depends on on the person and maybe a little bit different
1: case by case. Grace?
0: (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, what Ian said, it it has to be case by case. It kind of like, well, you have to look at yourself and say, why am I posting this? Am I posting this to like show people I'm better than them? Am I posting them like, for myself, kind of just to like, show people like what I've accomplished, how proud I am of myself, and that others should, you know, be proud or I think you definitely have to do some self-reflection while you're while you're posting like your accomplishments, really, is what I how I look at it.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I think yeah, and then you I mean you see people on social media who whether it's right or wrong, they're just doing it because that's truly like a how they feel about themselves. But again, it's so tough, because we don't know the real the real story behind any of these people. So we're we're making judgments, just based off of words, or, or pictures or videos. Because mm-hmm. um, there can be some people who are doing it for good. Mm-hmm. Like they do want to, you know, um, what can what can the words that I'm saying, or the image that I'm trying to portray, like, how can that impact somebody? Maybe someone doesn't have a great self-esteem, and this is showing them, um, you know, that you're able to build yourself up. It doesn't take a whole lot. Um, I think that's, that
1: is a really tough question. Um, I would say, uh, and maybe, and this is my perception as well, with uh, leaders um, who are confident or cocky, um, how they deal with competition. How do you guys feel about, you know, what ways can you, I guess, identify a cocky versus confident leader in a competitive scene, say on um, the field, in the classroom, at your place of employment? You know, I've, I think the one way is you say something, it's uh, a broad, maybe a broad <laughs> statement, and you have maybe a cocky leader who feels that you're trying to take the spotlight away from them. And so they try to say something to one-up you, and then it becomes a one-upping, and you can detect that pretty quick versus a confident leader who would praise whoever is, you know, whatever they're saying versus kind of belittle. What do you guys think?
0: When um, I think of this, I think of, like, my coach personally. Um, she's a very confident leader. I'm, like, reading the definition of confidence versus cocky. Cocky says, like, is, like, bragging or showing off with actually ha- without actually having skill, And so when I think about that, I think about my coach who she coaches us and tells us how to be the best we can. But when we're out on the field, she's not she's not like, oh, look how good my girls are or, you know, watch how she does this to anybody like she never is like making it like like this says, like bragging or showing off. She just lets our skills show how good we are and how far we've come since like the first year of being a team. So that's how I would look at it, like, confident versus cocky. Like, she's so confident in us. She doesn't have to, like, speak for for our skill on the field. It just shows, kind of.
3: Okay. Ethan, when you ask that question, are you referring more to, like, um, your immediate competition? Like, if, if I were to be against Duke in a a push-up contest or whatever it might be or, or are you thinking of more like indirect competition where indirect. Duke's got a really good idea and
1: we're competing for who's got the best idea yeah that too also you know the context you guys are it already exists as friends this could be um, you know a stranger an acquaintance sure, you know, yeah. in the place that you don't share those uh, personal connections outside of the workplace or outside of the team uh, where you work as basically at one unit yeah I'm trying to see is as like when you're strangers essentially yeah I, I th- I think you put it really well talking
3: about um you know always wanting to be at the forefront of things and take the credit and be in the spotlight, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um leaning more towards the, the cocky side and, and realistically probably insecure side as a as a leader. Um but I think one of my one of my favorite favorite quotes, uh, we may have used it on this podcast already, um, but first time I heard it was from the LA Rams head coach Sean McVay. Um mm-hmm said really in in an environment in a work environment you know when you're part of a team regardless of your role it's it's not about who's right it's about what's right and I think ultimately as a leader um, you know your job is to be able to lead a team you know, you know towards towards success get a team going in the right direction regardless of where those ideas come from. It's your job to really facilitate those ideas and make sure that stuff happens and stuff gets done. And I think that's where the confidence piece comes into it is you got to have the confidence in yourself that you're capable of, of doing that. Um, and the confidence in yourself that you're, you're secure in your role, you're confident in your role, regardless of, you know, where these ideas are coming from, or, you know, who
1: who's you know producing the most on this given day or, or whatever it may be i think it goes back to you know leading being able to um, evaluate the situation and be do i have to kind lead from the back on this should i not have to take point maybe my skill set doesn't match what needs to be done mm-hmm. for the we and my me which could be like your pride or your um you know, your goals or you're just your year, um, gravitation to be in the front needs to be put aside for the betterment. Because everyone has their own individual skill set. Uh, no one can be, I would say, uh, a Swiss Army knife. You know, have all these sort of things. And you know, a lot of people, you know, they can be a, a jack of many trades, a master of of none. And so, if you take a step back and let those other ones, those other individuals shine, then in that way, you're killing two birds with one stone. And in the end, you know, if we're all winning together doesn't matter how we got there we just kind of we went together yeah, yeah. um i think another uh, portion you're talking about uh, cocky versus arrogant i mean cocky uh, slash arrogance versus confidence uh would be are are you born kind of with a pre disposition maybe the personality maybe you have a personality that's more susceptible to go down that dark path of being uh cocky or arrogant. what do you what do you guys think there
0: it's just like the born versus made thing. Um no, I think people are the product of their environment in that way, like I agree. Like, if you grow up like having nothing and then you have all this talent, you're more likely not saying this it happens to everyone, but you're more likely gonna be like cocky about it because like you wanna be proud of what you have. I don't know, something like that.
3: I think, I think this one comes down to a lot of um, who a person is surrounded by, Um, you know, I I think your personal experiences um, in terms of maybe accomplishments or places you've been, things you've done, um, contribute to it a little bit, but then Um, I think what really shapes a person is when they're going through those personal experiences, how do the people that are most important to them and how do, you know, whether it's family, mentors, stuff like that, how do those people around them respond to those accomplishments? And, you know, what kind of energy do they respond to those with? What kind of thoughts are they putting in that person's head? Um, and I think ultimately that's how it kind of shapes the way that they think about themselves. Um, and the way that, that people, you know, especially if they're accomplishing some, some awesome things, um, the way that they, you know, allow that influence dictate their behavior. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of cases when people are really successful and end up being, um, cocky or arrogant i think oftentimes they're just misunderstanding the platform that they could have to
1: use their success for for something else they can be more successful by sharing it and not being kind of i would say uh, like a box being uh i agree with you in there be more of you know it's like the what if i mean you've accomplished all of this but what's next i mean there's always you know you see guys here they, they have to transform themselves to you know, basically you know, not only stay relevant, but also satisfy that itch to continue to influence those around them, um, especially if they know when they, if they come from rock bottom, a lot of people are out there still, you know, in that same way. Um, so I, I think to be a magnet a, of, the, of the good things is to open yourself up and be positive so you can receive those good things.
2: Yeah, no, just I think leaning off of that, just like, I think it'd be pretty safe to say, maybe not speak for everybody in the room, but like, I know that I want to be around confident people. Mm-hmm. Um, it I comes think, off, you know. yeah, like, I want to surround myself with confident people because, I don't know whether if there's something about them, they got that X factor. I think that's something that like, you can't really put a finger on. I also think that like, me personally. Um, just like in regards to who I'm going to pay like more closer attention to, whether or not like I know their intentions or not behind being confident or cocky. I know that if I perceive that person as confident, I'm going to say I, I'll listen to them, I'll follow them. Mm-hmm. But if I if I get a hint of any sort of cockiness, then there's something about that that draws me you down completely away. You know,
0: like I don't even want to hear what you have to say. Yeah,
1: yeah well thank you guys for tuning in there we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here guys be safe and have a good night there
0: thank you for joining us and we hope that you guys will come back next time to listen to our next episode again we would like to thank our sponsors the whitworth masters in administrative and Nonprofit leadership this Program is perfect for working adults who are looking for career advancements advancements in their current organization, leadership in nonprofits, and higher education administration. This program is perfect, and you can get it done in two to three years with evening classes. To learn more about this program, visit whitworth.edu.